Hello everyone, welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl here, thanks for tuning in. I have got a bit of a hangover um, and I'm in a hotel room in Glasgow where I packed my bag last night while a little bit tipsy and I've looked through my bag having got here and have not packed accordingly uh, for a weekend in Glasgow. So that's a bit of fun. Um, This week's episode we were joined by funny man John Hastings who's currently staying with me while he's in London. He's doing the Soho Theatre this weekend. Um, If you're in London, I can't recommend it enough. He's great. I've seen the show. Uh, You'll love it. As you'll hear on here, he's a very funny man. We have a right laugh. Um, We talk about Liam Neeson, but I think we kept it as uh, light as possible. And yeah, we talk about a bunch of stuff. It's good fun. So enjoy. Stay in touch. Oh, there's still some uh, tickets available for Leicester. If you're wanting to come to our Leicester Comedy Festival show, we are doing the 13th, February 13th, at the Black Horse in Aylstone, just out, just on the, uh, you know, I think it's just south of the city centre, you know, just out in a cool little burb. But it's a really cool pub. It's really nice. So, yeah, come along to that. Um, that's it for now. You know, stay in touch. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh email us if you want at two vegan idiots at gmail.com um that's it take it easy two vegan idiots record um, it's like biting into a comedian in his 50s i know i just want to basically i wanted to hit record even though it's bad form to listen to people eat but we're just having some pre-podcast snacks john hastings i'll start that one has in just a minute. tried um these are i picked them up in the holland and barrett Sort of, you know, sale. These are Christmas snacks that are almost on their way out. So you know, they of could date. Be, well, yeah, but they're not out of date. You've still got a while left. But these are Montezuma Absolute Black Truffle Filled <coughs> Chocolates, and they're like little snowmen. But they are the most bitter dark chocolate they're I've ever eaten. So intense. It's really like I've got quite a high tolerance of dark chocolate. I can go, I can knock around the ninety percent as a mate. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to Who say can? it. That was a little sea salt baked in. Yum, a lot of yum, people yum, don't, yum, mate. Yum. A lot of people get altitude sickness over seventy percent dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I can really—that's when I hit my peak, mate. I'm a sort of Everest climber of dark chocolate. You, I assume you have these similar conversations with your working class parents. You pop oh, into yeah, their council absolutely. estate. We will discuss the photo I sent you as well. Oh, I because uh, the details within that photo. Oh, fuck, man! I took some grotty. notes for post right discussions. Anyway, so these chocolates. If you were, yeah, if you're somebody who likes dark chocolate, try the Montezumas. Yeah. I'll have one in a minute, man. Yeah, it's they're too much. I just do off. What's your? Yeah, I think they are sort of. Yeah, they are, they're like a, it's like strong MDMA <laughs> pills. Just go off, mate. Fuck it, man. It's your Wednesday. Night. When have you ever gone half on an MDMA pill? I have actually. My first one was half. Really, fifteen years old. Yeah, I think, oh, I, they yeah. weren't MDMA. They were just ease. Yeah, but I think that's the same it's, thing, isn't it? I, I've never. I loved so, everyone for yeah. about four hours, <laughs> and then cried for three days. <laughs> Um, I've never fully understood the difference between ecstasy and MDMA. I think MDMA is more pure where where, um, E's can have other shit in them. I thought it was... If I make them. I I thought it was... And I wouldn't know. I'm in this one. I've never done any drugs. Uh, Of course. Of course. Um, Pills, ecstasy, powder, MDMA. Is that all it is? That's what I thought it was. Keep in mind, I think I was told that by a shirtless man. I think MDMA is more... MDMA is... Purer and ease of kind. Yeah, of, I always thought there was some chemical difference, but it's just, do you know what? Just, let's do let's scientists. do some now. Yeah, no one involved in drug creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also I've I've not done them for quite some years, and I've never really been in a club 
buying them and I'm asking what's the chemical makeup yeah. of it. <laughs> Excuse me, can I see the ingredients list? <laughs> anyway, welcome. Is it gluten back. free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. We have guest John Hastings, current mm. temporary flatmate. John I am. Hastings. I'm your lodger. Yeah, how are you finding them? Um, it's lovely. It's a nice bed, isn't it? It's a nice bed, I have to say. And also, it's good in the morning because there's Just always... call kick or... <laughs> no, but it's, what's weird is he'll breathe on the small of your back in a way that you'd think is comforting, but at a certain point, it's like he's trying to bore a hole through your spine. Um, I'm a, I mean, you'd know if I was in bed with you, mate. I'm a naked sleeper, so... Do you is, sleep naked? Yeah. I do, yeah. I have Let me ask you this, but do you sleep naked if you're staying at someone's house, still go naked, or will you put on... No, I wear a, I wear a pant. I do the just same one thing. Pant. <laughs> I re- one pant. I chop him in half and just wear half a pant. <laughs> I recently discovered that is not a societal rule. Um, who? What you know? People that stay at your place. Someone was staying naked. at my flat, and he was like, "Just watch out! I sleep naked." I was like, "Mate, you're in the living room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, my like, kids are going to come in in the morning. Yeah. It's my mum's house." And it was like, and it was one We're of those top things. and tailing, said, dude. Well, but like, how am I supposed to sleep? And I'm like, "This is." You're an adult, yeah, like you just got to sort yourself out. I mean, a lot of people uh, do. Oh, you'd be surprised how few people sleep naked. I often, I often have this conversation. People are quite shocked that I'm a naked sleeper. It really depends on the if, summer. Yes, any winter, like a nice loose trouser. Oh, I can't. I can't wear. Like I feel very uncomfortable in layers on in bed, even pants. Oh, I love it. I've never ever slept naked. Once. Never once. Really? Not even post coitus. Just maybe class. when I was drunk and I just. Fell over. Post coitus is interesting because that's weird if you had sex and then you put clothes on. Exactly. That's weird. I always put a three piece suit on. <laughs> Thank and then, you. And then just start your walk to the court. <laughs> Go straight to the police station. And <laughs> yourself in. <laughs> Representing myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, no, I've, always, I've been a naked sleeper for about six, seven years. Oh, so it's a relative new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Um, you will come out of it. Because I was a naked sleeper for a good portion of my 20s. Oh, right, okay. I went out. I was. Flatmates with a guy, and he'd wear a button shirt to bed. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> and I thought he was a madman. Well, I used to have a routine about them sort of granddad's uh, pajamas. You know, the ones that have got like pockets. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to say, like, they're so smart. They've got like a collar. <laughs> I used to have some great ones. Oh, I, lovely. I don't understand how that could be. It's, the only thing I will say is the hassle of sleeping naked, and this has happened two days running, is getting an early morning delivery, both of which were for my next door neighbours, but I took it in. Was there a delivery this morning? I could tell if that yeah, was a dream or not. No, no, it was a delivery. And um, you, I jump out of bed naked, and then it's, I've got to get a dressing <sighs> gown. And, you know, you worry, you worry you're opening it with a dressing gown just with your... Junk Dick. hanging out the bottom, <laughs> taking the delivery. I've got a delivery for you as well. I've got a delivery, and that is post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> I think delivery drivers of any occupation see more people in their pants than oh, any other profession. Absolutely. More than doctors. I reckon they see more accidental ding dongs than <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, that was. Um, so, yeah, so, but you're, so, we, so you're clothed. Sometimes, well, naked. pants or yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's one of those mainly. things where, yeah, usually, usually at this point, usually a nice, loose, like two sizes up trouser, gym short. Oh, a gym short. You buy them two sizes up. I buy them two sizes them. up, and then you like you cinch two the, sizes up for you. That do they go that? Big? They certainly do, my friend. <laughs> I have the worst body in the world, where you wouldn't think, but I wear a large, and I always have to argue with shop staff because they're like, "You're an extra large," and then I'll put them on. Yeah, and be like, yeah, why doesn't yeah. that fit? And I went, "Because you didn't." Fucking listen to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Then you cinch up the uh, the waistband string, and it loosens overnight. Right. 
Okay, I hear that. That's lovely. Uh, what's your phone doing, Julian? Yeah. It's telling you something. Somebody ringing you. Oh, yeah. well, fuck it. Uh, here's the weird thing. My girlfriend, she has twice in my presence fallen asleep in shoes. Like, she's like, oh, I'm oh, really tired. Is... And just laid in bed, jacket, shoes. Did you take them off her? No, I woke her up and went, what the fuck are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> that is like, I can't fall asleep like with the telly on. Do you know what I mean? That's sort of, I don't know, it's weird. I need to be fully bedded. I have to like, I have to, it's a fucking laborious process of like, I need to be like, all right, I'm ready for sleep. Put like something quiet, like an audiobook on. And then time it being like, okay, if I turn this off right now, in the next five minutes, I could sleep. Right. Potentially. Okay. If not, we're doing this all over again. I can't. You, you said you can just, you've sometimes pulled into like a service station, just had a nap. That's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. insane. I am so jealous of that. When I'm getting, I'm the, when I'm getting the train places. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to do, a, my, I have to do this like sleep thing on my earphones. Really? Yeah, like, like, it's about it? 20 minutes long. It's like this NLP thing. And what's it do? It it just sort of talks. It's like an audio, dual voice audio thing. And yeah. It just helps me. I do it. I did it on the way here on the tube, and I just zone like just. So what's out. the um, what happens if you don't do that before bed? You just can't sleep. If I don't do, there's your NLP. I don't do that before bed. I do that so if I had to sleep in on the train. Oh, or but what if you're sleeping? You could, but at night time you can. At just night time, I just watch shit on YouTube and That's fall asleep. I know oh, it's really? well bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, a couple of nights ago, I had a really stressful last week where I had to go to Portugal and be in a river. Oh, mate, your entry into this country was, was an absolute a, abomination. It was a real but Leave fucking, means leave, mate. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't understand the it sort was a of wet British... Shit. When people say, like, we need fucking like, control our borders, don't understand what it's like for people who are not from this country to try and get into this country. Yeah, so I was... We're a, an island. We have a border. Yeah, I you was were, You six, were bringing cocaine, was that... I it, was, but they never found it. Makes it trickier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a six-year resident here. I'm still paying tax. <laughs> I just scratched my... <laughs> I realised we're doing Facebook Live now. I properly had to dig out my bum hole there. <laughs> nothing more satisfying, by the way. It's gross, isn't it? It's, it's something about watching somebody else oh. properly scratch their ass that makes you just go... And then make you a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I had a full-on ass wedgie in Australia last year. And I dislaunched it in, in line at a supermarket. And I think oh, I got man. a wink from the person oh, behind me. Oh, mate, it is proper just... When you really needs because there's a difference between having a little bit of a itchy ass and having a sort of itchy where well, you've got to ass. throw the pants away off yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. take yeah, it the, back to the shop the pants have bits of teeth on them they were so far up <laughs> oh sorry so anyway anyone who's just watched that on facebook live i'd like to, I'd like to extend an apology that you were held at the border and then you were sent out of the country so what happened was is my visa was Long story short, there was a cock up on when I was supposed to enter. You're yeah. coming from Portugal. I was coming from Portugal because I am the face of a Danish gum. Yeah. Stimmerol gum, please purchase. Um, and the shoot was going to be one or three days, which is very badly organized. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's going to be this. So I was like, okay, come a day early, relax, see Carl, it'll be very nice, get to the border, and a real. Ding dong ensued, where basically because I was coming a day early, I was technically in violation of my visa. Yeah. If I had gone to a busy airport, I was at City Airport. If I'd gone to a busy airport, they would have just gone, I don't give a fuck and move me right along. Or I could have refused entry. City Airport, you can't refuse entry, which means so if you walk up and go, here's my visa, and they go, no, you can't come in, you have two things in front of you, which is they can deny you which means you can be banned for up to five years Shit. or you can refuse you can go i refuse entry yeah 
I'm going back on a plane. And in Heathrow, it's big enough that you can just go, I'm good. And you just go upstairs. City airport, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you're yeah, already yeah. out. So it's essentially a bus station. It's essentially, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. If you're, mate, if you're flying to like oh, Europe, it is, you can just roll in. You're on the, you walk in, you shine your passport. From my house. And you're on a plane, man. It's yeah. nuts. It's mental. I love a little airport. The one in Toronto, Billy Bishop Airport, which I used to be able to walk. <laughs> who the fuck is that named after? Billy Bishop. Yeah, the guy, who is Billy Bishop? The guy who shot down the Red Baron. Uh, oh, that one. I thought it was another one. But yeah, that's just a funny name to it's name. It's so airport. silly. Then it's also not William Bishop, that it's Billy Bishop. Yeah, that's, that's Canadian. It'd be like yeah. if Heathrow was called the G- Jimmy Tarbuck International it, Airport. Naming an airport is a risk, isn't it? Like, yeah. Especially like... You know, it's like there's George Best Airport in Northern Ireland. You're like, you know, isn't there John Lennon one? There's a John Lennon in Liverpool, yeah. and yeah. Like, you know, it's that thing of George that Best was an amazing <laughs> Ringo Starr, footballer, <laughs> but he was also mostly known as in a, the latter days as a pissed <laughs> wife beater. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's a, it's just an interesting choice of a. I thought he was a singer until I watched a documentary about George Best. Him. I thought he was like mates with Brian Jones. I didn't realize he was a football player. Yeah, I mean, he sort of he he was one of them naturally gifted players who never fully, you know, cared much for it. He's my of, favorite type of athletes is really good because you know yeah. they hit twenty five and then it's time to do chimichang changa oh, until they die. Sure, <laughs> I love. It. I, I I do like a. Sort of um, naturally talented underachiever. Here's how you can always tell an athlete is going awry: is if they have some sort of stitched patch of an animal on any sort sort of item of clothing. You <laughs> like just, just pull them from the team right now. If you see an athlete showing up to the stadium wearing a jacket with a tiger stitched on the back of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. search him for drugs. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got held. After a huge amount of falderall and poppycock, including one of the border guards, just full on chirping me, which was the worst part of it. Was which, that the Irish guy? The Irish guy. Did you tell me about him? Was just giving me lip and telling the other people in line, like, this fucking guy's committing a crime. And I'm just like, dude, I'm already not having a good time. Do you think yeah, this is yeah, helping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to bash his stupid head in. <laughs> so what they let me do is they said... Listen here, Mick. Yes. <laughs> I'm coming into your bloody country. Yeah. That can't be his job, though, just to like, start just tossing you in front of everyone. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not professional. No, of course not. Yeah, but, he, you know, he decided but to it's take... it's City Airport, isn't it? You don't probably need the same level just of... Just need an yeah, Oyster exactly. card. It's just a lot of fucking piss. <laughs> what zone is Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, City Airport, and I understand why he's probably a bit chirpy, is most of their day is just dudes on pills coming back from Poland yeah, because yeah, they couldn't yeah, afford yeah. to go to Ibiza on a stag do. Yeah. But what they let me in as a tourist, and they were like, okay, you can be in for 24 hours, but you have to leave and come back before you can work. And it was going to snow the next day, so I had to go to Lille, France, which the one thing they should have told me, open air train station. So I had to just stand in the cold for five hours. So you had to go out the country for 24 hours? No, I had to go for five hours. So I left, immediately got, I went and bought in person, which is so weird now to buy any sort of transit ticket in person. Even the people selling you the ticket don't know what you're doing. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, what are you doing? You heard of the internet, bro. Yeah. Uh, Even like, if you book any train ticket further than like Brighton on the day now, you go up to the train person, you go like, can I get a ticket to They'll tell you about the train line. And they're like, what? Yeah. Four grand if you yeah. buy it now. Yeah. And also to add insult to injury, all my bank cards have been cancelled because Lloyd's had to change the regulations because oh, of Brexit. So I had no money. So I had to use my like emergency other bank card Cash that I... in your, in your sock. 
I wish I had that. I'd spent that on cakes in Lisbon because yeah. they have so, too many good pastries. Yeah, that, I mean, I love Portugal. Was a lovely country. Can't recommend it enough. I got to tell you, Lisbon, Portugal. I want to go back. It was lovely, lovely walking, a lovely art gallery. Yeah. And also, the hotel did a thing where I don't know how they set this, but before, when you turn the TV on, a nice classical guitar riff played for about oh, 15 seconds. Lovely. <laughs> it was really nice. And so, go to Lille, France, and I could have gotten in earlier, but the French police went on a break for three hours. So, I just had to wait they in the cold. They love a little They break. love a little kip, mate. And then I thought I wasn't going to get in again <laughs> because they took all of my stuff, and the woman looked like really concerned, and then ran out of the booth. And then she came back all cheery, and I'm like, I'm going to get fucking denied. I now live in France. And she then explained, oh, yeah, you're all good. I was just worried about going out in the cold, and I didn't want to. That's why I had a mean face. Fucking hell. But anyway, you finally got in. I'm here. And it's a testament to the fact that it is bullshit that you can just wander into this country. When any divs say that. No, you can't. You tell that story to some people, and they'll be like, yeah, well, you should have bloody floated across the channel on a line line. And you're like... (laughs) (laughs) Also, when they say that, it's like, do you understand... The coastline of your island? Like, what Okay, oh good, I've gotten a tire across the English Channel, and now I'm at the bottom of one of the most famous cliffs in the world, where I will drown because of current. And if you fly, basically, if you fly up to anywhere else, you're just, it's you in a (laughs) shithole. If you float up to Hastings, you'd be like, are we back in Syria? (laughs) Eastbourne, mate. You're like, fuck, everyone's 150 years old. I've come to the wrong country. How long did it take me to get over that fucking water, mate? Britain's so weird in that every place that should be really nice, you're just like, what? What did you do to oh, it? Oh, yeah, we put our shit holes on the edge. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's <laughs> no your true border security. In. That's our border security. Make it look shit. Do you know what I mean? First wave, Blackpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Put Weather on. spoons on the sea. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, but anyway, so yes, but you're in now. I'm in. You're here to do... You're doing some shows. You're doing the Soho Theatre. Doing the Soho Theatre Friday and Saturday, 7.30. Um, Please pop in. They put me in a room. What time's the show? 7.30. Put me in a room that was against my wishes because it's too big. Are you doing the downstairs (laughs) room? Downstairs. Oh, mate, it's the best, though. Best room. It's a really, really nice space to play. Sorry. I do like, I like a, a good spice to play. I like a nice place where you can just spread um, your wings, mate. So, two things to discuss before we do. We've got loads of can questions we just, to go Can we discuss the accent we all just did? And I don't it's, know, yeah. it's origin. Nice spice to play. It's a lovely <laughs> spice to play. Um, one is the photo I sent you yesterday. So, I, I would like to my talk, parents. I would like yesterday. to talk about this photo very much. My parents are um, poor people. And um, I sent a photo to John and it involved basically I it, I, it surprised me what I saw they, my mum my uh, who's a bit eccentric she had in the centre of a mantelpiece uh, a photo from my wedding last year lovely photo of me and Hannah on a beach getting married sunshine lovely it's a really nice photo next to that my mum has basically got because obviously my, it's my second marriage she has taken an old wedding photo from my first wedding and she has chopped my head out of it <laughs> chopped everything else out of a, my old wedding photo and just put my head next to the next to the new wedding photo it looks insane and next to that you spotted there's like a, just a lottery ticket in between the two bridging the two photos is a lottery ticket and beside one of them is instructions for i think paracetamol yeah i no, i think they're probably stronger than that if it's my if i know what my dad's arthritis is saying because i was like, gets, see the para- he gets some of the best painkillers i've ever 
stolen. <laughs> I've ever sold in a it, club. Because it was OL, so I was like, it's either paracetamol or tramadol. Uh, it could be tramadol. Um, yeah, he's, or cocodamol. It could so be she, one so of those. So she cut your old, you, from your old wedding photo? She took photo. my old wedding photo. I just say, like a proper it's, nice black and white photo. And she's cut your head cut out of my it. head out of it. And just she's thrown the rest away. So she's just got like what looks like a passport photo. And put that where? Next, next to, to my new wedding, wedding photo. photo. Why? Because she's mad. crazier. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like we're sitting in Carl's kitchen right now? Oh, on great, Mum! You made a collage. On on his fridge is a great photo of you guys just looking at each other moments after you said oh, your yeah, vows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can actually see the tracers of me having to run back to the airport yeah, before yeah. the ceremony concluded. But it's something. But that's not made, the photo she no, used. No, no, no. It's the photo of you guys sort of stood right before that yeah, photo yeah, was yeah, taken. Yeah. Sort of confused, like it's not it's like a, that's the photo you put no, up. No, but it's also it's quite. And I like that photo. She's I, it's it's not, a natural sort of okay. action shot during the wedding. But it's more just that decision to imagine having an, a, your, your. What was her? Re- what did she say? I didn't even this? ask, mate. I know she, she wouldn't. She's just that. She she's that's the sort of thing she'd do, man. She just cut you know a head out of a photo and not think about the, even the concept that that photo was. That's my old wedding photo, which you know is sadly that marriage didn't that didn't go how it should. But you'd think you'd just put that either, either you know, put it in a cupboard somewhere or get rid of it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just sort of cut it. But it's an odd to pieces and then just keep the head of it's your an, son. It's an odd thing about weddings. Like my, what's that? The head of my son. Yeah, but it's like one of those odd things. Like, what do you do with wedding photos from a broken? I know. Like my mom and my dad have been divorced for thirty-four years, and my mom still has the wedding album. And I was really? like, and I was like, why? And she was like. She was like, it was a nice day. Like, I have good memories of the day. The thing, and... I've still got my old wedding album. Like, yeah. it's digital. You know, it's, yeah. on a, it's on a hard drive somewhere. But, like, you know, it's yeah, I've not got it out on the... Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, just yeah. letting you know, anytime. <laughs> Put the old one next to the new one. Just for a bit of reading. And space for the third. <laughs> um, just comparing how each ceremony went. Yeah, but it's still, yeah, just it, I, I was fascinated by it. My my mum's ability to do something creepy and not think it's weird. It's just so fascinating. I also, anytime your first wedding is brought up, a mutual friend of ours, for some reason, when we were discussing your first wedding years ago, just revealed right before he went to your wedding, he had a wank and wore jeans and a t shirt. Oh, Jimmy McGee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, his name. Showed up to a wedding reception and then was confused as to why everyone was dressed up. It was, it's one of. What is this? I think about that. It's one of those conversations where you have where it's like, I was not in any of your lives. Yeah. I was in Canada. I was a nothing to. And even I was like, and I have. I can be a social boob. Yeah. better than any of them <laughs> and even I would be like you put on a fucking tie mate yeah even to the reception if you're an evening guest which always means you know you are second tier yeah um, you still make an effort of course you've still made the cut you know sort of you're not being you're not in the fucking car park with fucking Auntie yeah, Brenda exactly. and the fucking cousins no one talks about <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so that was a fun little thing this week other news this week which we should probably discuss is um is uh, Liam Neeson um Dreaming about killing black people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that he just thinks he's in Taken now? Well, I think, as we discussed, I, will find I think you. your theory is absolutely we spot were talking, on. We think he actually was trying to sound like like a film, like a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he's done is word it worse than anything I've <laughs> yeah. ever heard. Like, 
I'll even go one step further. Something you said when we were talking off podcast, so yeah. not even really a conversation. Yeah. Just wasting our time, just not recording chat. it. Yeah. Hell, mate. Was you said you think he's lying? Yeah, I think he's trying. I, I think he's exaggerating. I think he's exaggerating. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying he's lying about his friend's. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't say predicament now. It's not, <laughs> not what being raped is. It's actually a horrendous oh, experience. Oh, I had an awful day today, yeah. honey. Yeah. Put the kettle on. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a real friend's... ding dong yeah. on the way back from the tube. A bit of Customs. His friend. You know, being sort of going through that is horrible, but I'm not saying that he's making that up. I'm saying that I don't know if I sort of he think he sounded like he was trying to sound tough. He was yeah. trying to sound because he, he's missed what he's done there is missed tough and going to race. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy oh, mistake to make. Swung straight past it because but, it's one of those things where, like, you look at Liam Neeson, maybe he is a very tough man personally, but I kind of feel that. like I'm like. I could fucking sneak up actor, behind you, yeah. mate. I'll yeah. fuck him up. Yeah, I've got, you would. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's just, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think he meant it how it sounded. I don't think he's, I don't think he, I think he was saying, he, his, like, his he point, was trying to say, actually, I think quite a salient point, and he's just but, but poached he's an say, egg. Say, up. say it to a psychotherapist, not to a, a journalist. Oh, that's the God. other thing. Is, yeah, why what are you I, talking like this? You know, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's a fucking moron. John Barnes is sticking up for him, isn't he? Well, John Barnes, I really like John Barnes. Who is John Barnes? And many, as usual, oh, great. Johnny, he rapped on the England song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a, he one, of the, one of the worst, worst ever rap rhymes. He said, Bring it, um, on. it was, uh, I come from Jamaica. My name is John Barnes. When I do my things, the crowd go bananas. Oh. And his name's not John Barnes, it's John Barnes. <laughs> so he just changed his name to rhyme with bananas. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's a commitment to the cause of rhymes. If he had actually since. changed his name specifically for that rhyme, what by deed poll? <laughs> changed it to Barnes. No, but I really like John Barnes. He's, um, he's he was a brilliant player. He's, he he went through the toughest time of like black British footballers. He was on the forefront of like getting people throwing bananas at him and you know, oh, just race, race Liam monkey Mason chants and all that. Crowd. Yeah, with his cosh. <laughs> Walking around hoping that a throw-in would be nearby with John Barnes. But but that's what I mean. So John Barnes, you know, his opinion is absolutely should be listened to because he's... And he's actually become a very good uh, spokesperson against sort of uh, racism in the media mm. and that. And he's sort of gone against the grain and said, actually, what Liam Neeson is saying, he was he felt... That irrational racism Rage. that yeah. goes through pretty much everyone. John Barnes says everyone's got it, uh, but he's also open open about it and said that he felt that and he doesn't feel that and he learned from it and it was horrible. So I think what um, Liam Neeson's trying to say is actually probably quite a sound point, but he's the wording he's used, the fact that he said he went out with a cosh hoping somebody would do it so he could, that and the word just, is just you don't the phrase he's used is horrendous. So I think. As as John he, Barnes is right, I think, that Liam Neeson is actually trying to make a sound point, but he's fucked himself by how he's done and gone about it. Because I read the interview as I was falling asleep last night, because uh, I said goodnight, and then we started WhatsApping each other from separate rooms yeah, in your house. Yeah, weird, isn't it? And, and I was a bit pissed. <laughs> and... Um, Want to pop, pop in? Yeah. <laughs> we, we popped in for a snuggle. Listen, it's a bit it lonely co- in here. Mate, it's cold. Um... <laughs> But what's interesting is reading Bring that, your cosh. reading that interview with the knowledge of what has happened since, because it sort of reads where you're like, "All right, interesting," and then he just then it's just the term "black bass," and you're like, "Yeah, oh, come on, yeah, man!" I heard the audio; they bleeped that bit out. Yeah, like bastard. They bleeped. I wasn't sure what he said. 
It's a big old bucket. Well, if it's black, the word <laughs> after, if they've beeped it, you know it's probably bad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't good, I didn't think. It was, oh, what's it going to call? It wasn't a black legend. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't describing a Labrador. Hero. <laughs> black Labrador. <laughs> she was just going, gosh, a black Labrador. I, but, but what's even crazier is the problem with it is all of this fur, there isn't actually a genuine discussion about, you know, humanity or what he was feeling or how we can move past it and all that sort of yeah this is the thing because anytime we try and have one of these conversations it's somebody just words it so badly that it all kicks off and sounds shit and everyone goes oh let's not have that yeah Yeah. Yeah. we're not ready for that let's do it in a couple of more years innit when we fucking chill out a bit so I think it's just I mean it's definitely being blown out of proportion Mm. you know it was stupid of him it's so stupid of him but everything nowadays feels amplified because of social media so if I don't reckon he went out for five days around these areas. I don't either. Either. All day with a And also, uh, yeah. What, and he just... didn't find a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to fight, you'll find it. I yeah. also want to know and what what decade in what city. Well, he, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. it was, he said, they're, they're saying it's like 30 years ago. It's definitely not where he's from. He's from Ballymena in Ireland. Which There's no black people think, there now. Exactly. And yeah, if it, if it was a black guy in Ballymena back then, it would have been like, who, like, what colour was the, the a perpetrator? She went black. He'd be like, do you mean Black Tony? (laughs) (laughs) And he'd go and kill Black Tony. (laughs) (laughs) So it's obviously not. I just think think he's left a lot of uh, questions around the, the sort of the situation I don't know I don't, there's, a, there's a whiff of bullshit about it it's, it's essentially it's the worst example of you are at a party and someone says have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody and just to move the conversation along you say yes even though you haven't seen yeah, it yeah you just start and, making shit up and now it. you're just like oh, when you back yourself into a lie that is the worst oh, have you ever fuck. had that when you just accidentally say like somebody have you ever been to you know Istanbul and you're like yeah and you accidentally say yes yeah, yeah, and then they're like really oh what well, did you go to the uh, Blue Mosque and you're like yeah I love the blue one. I, it's my favorite color one. I had the worst one ever, which was a neighbor of mine in Toronto misunderstood when I was like, oh, I'm going to New York. I was just going for a, like a visit yeah, for three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. She thought I was moving there. Yeah, yeah, that's... And so, you've got to, you just got to keep acting like, yeah, I'm definitely moving there. So for years, she was just like, I thought you moved to New York. And I was just... And I explained it to her once, but she didn't hear me or something. So then I just be like, oh, I'm just back again. It was oh, fucking no. weird. <laughs> to the point that then her daughter knew a friend of mine, and he was like, "Why does this family think you're you live in New York?" And I had to explain. He's like, "Just explain." I was like, "I did. There's just nothing I can do." Oh, he's got your Yankees cap in your back pocket <laughs> exactly. for when, you, when they see you. Oh, those Mets. What do you say? Um, right. Anyway, let's do some questions. So, so basically, a couple of people did say, "What? What's your thoughts on the old niece and vibes?" Um, Chris Cattrall said, "Yay, love John Hastings." That's just a thank nice you, Chris. Thing to say, just a statement. It? Brian Lacey's messaged us, um, comedian Brian Lacey, and uh, UFC or MMA commentator. MMA commentator. Love MMA. Love Brian Lacey. I'll say this about Brian Lacey. I love Brian Lacey. He's looks a good man. Excellent. He does look excellent in a tuxedo as well. Oh, I was going to say because he looks good because he since he started doing the training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but he's in this, good, he's, you know, he's in good nick. That's he what is. I say he's about in good Lacey. Nick. Um, but he's also. I spent two very fun trips to um, having another one of these dark chocolates. The home. French Alps with Brian Lacey. He's very good. Tra- he's good traveling company. He is very good. We drove for eleven hours by accident to Wales because of a traffic accident. Great chat. Yeah. Anyway, he says, uh, "If you were to compete in MMA, what would your fighter nicknames and walkout music be?" This mm. strikes me as something you've considered, Sean Hastings. It has. Because you're is. a wrestling fan or mm-hmm. grappling, as Jimmy McGee calls but that's it. Do you like MMA? 
I'll dip in. I find it a bit too violent. I get very I nervous. Do as well. It's a lot of blood. It's Sometimes there is, yeah. When it's done right. Yeah. The actual like wrestling part <laughs> of it. <laughs> when they're being fascios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but if we were being interviewed by the independent, that would be bleeped out and you'd be on yeah, yeah. the front page of every newspaper now. <laughs> Um, yeah. Paul Chowdhury's friend Julian Dean says fancy <laughs> <laughs> loudly. Um, yeah. What is what would be your wrestling name? Have you done? Did you do the wrestling in Edinburgh? I did. What was your nickname? I was alt right John Hastings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it was 2017, and I just thought let's embrace the times because I was a bad guy. Yeah. I honestly I don't like when. Real fighters have nicknames. I feel that it diminishes the seriousness of it. Or yeah. if it comes from something... You know what I'm talking about? I wonder if there's... Because obviously, most of them are quite sort of... Um, they just use, they sort of it's alliteration, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. what they tend to do. Um, and my name is not good for alliteration. Jumpin' John Hastings? Jivin' yeah. John Hastings? I'm just trying to see if there's any really bad ones over the years. Ten worst MMA nicknames. Mm. Let's see what that's saying. Um, it's... Do, 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 do. Don't be a video, be a list. Might not be like cold ass pimp killer or something like that. Yeah. Boner Lord 69. Boner Lord. <laughs> okay, no, get, yeah, just have like a sort of troll account name. <laughs> yeah. Boner yeah. 321. <laughs> just get your nickname from your first Hotmail email account name. Somebody's got Rick the Horror Story, which is a good name. Oh, yeah, he, he was a good fighter back in the day, good wrestler, a... college wrestler. What was Tyson? Did Tyson Fury have a nickname or was it just the Gypsy King? The Gypsy King. Yeah, Lenny yeah. McLean's was King of the Gypsies. Yeah. So. Here's the weird thing is I can watch boxing. So which of, they've got a lot of kings gypsies, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Not much for democracy there. Um, I don't find boxing that violent. I don't. I think it's the stood up. It's when you watch... Boxing's more dangerous in in some ways to MMA, I think. Well, apparently... Because you get concussed and then yeah. stood up again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah. an A&E, mate. Cause, it's because of the, the gloves. They take a lot of that sort of weight up. You're still taking a lot of knocks Well, the they head. protect the hands, really. You're mm. still getting the impact. Um, so some MMA nicknames I've just found. Tyron Woodley's called The Chosen One. The Chosen One. He's a, he's the champion. Bad, he's a champion at the moment. That's quite good. Uh, Yoel he is the Romero is called The Soldier of God. Yeah, yeah. He's Yuck. all a bit bloody... They're a bit, there's a lot of religion going of on course, in these days, isn't it? He's a thing with athletes. What is Tito Ortiz? Tito Ortiz is the Huntington Beach bad boy. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Which sounds a bit like sort of a grinder nickname you'd have, isn't it? Tito Ortiz, by the way, looks as unhealthy as someone you see drinking in the morning. Yeah, now. his head is um, oh, gigantic. all out of shape, isn't it? I think he just fought again recently. I think he, he fought f- Chuck Liddell recently. Yeah, they, was, uh, oh, Chuck Liddell was yeah. just about 50. And awful. Chuck Liddell looked awful as well. That's what I'm saying. He lost. Chuck Liddell lost. Isn't they, so how old are they? They're both. Well, Tito was, looked in better shape than Chuck, but Chuck should have that, But that's fighting. not a competition. No. I could beat Chuck today, I reckon. The Iceman? The Iceman and the Cold Pimp Killer. Well, I like there's somebody called Sexy Sean McCorkle. I like that. Really? I, I like se- Sexy's quite a good... I like, it's quite a there funny... There is a um, Japanese... Or- Somewhere he's from somewhere called uh, Sexy Armor. He's mm. very, he's very sexy. I think there's something well. funny in having the when you're a fighter just calling yourself sexy. I also think I sometimes like. <laughs> I just call mine, call mine would be Carl Ding Dong Donald. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good word for a fight, isn't it? And uh, the intro music. I'm going to go with what I used for the intro music for the boxing that we did. Yes. which was Jolene, Jolene. by Dolly Parton. Just be- that's a good. Show, what was I? Can't even remember what my nickname was. I had one too. I don't remember what it was. It was uh, mine was Canadian. Kai came up with it. It was something like like polite John Hastings or something like that. Yeah. 
knock the piss out of Chris. I would hundred percent have the Rocky theme tune. Well, yeah, there's no other. Oh, how does no boxer use the Rocky theme I tune? Know. I would have one of Haydn's string quartets. <laughs> it's beautiful. It some is. Tibetan chanting would yeah. be oh, lovely. Be nice throat. Some Tibetan throat singing. Open up them chakras. Yeah, mate. I'm going to open it. up your chakras. <laughs> That's what I'll be saying as I'm coming in. Your chakras um, are dead, MF. <laughs> that said, I one day want to punch walk. a root don't come in for you. I want to walk into a room with the vibe that when you see, like, Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey were the two best walking to the ring just like, they were about to knock someone I'll tell you the one who fuck good. out. Tank Abbott. Oh! That guy walked day. to the ring, like he was going to walk in, knock you out, and then just go to a pub. <laughs> he's that's a, that's he's, what he was going to do. He had a fight in a garden recently. Yes, he did. <laughs> he used to try and get them out to a parking oh, lot to have a fight. That's he a also bit. made millions of dollars because he went into wrestling. Did he? And he tricked them, basically. And his finishing move was a punch in the face. Yes, that's what, that's what his finishing move <laughs> like, was. No, no, this ain't real crack. And he then got fired because he just took out a knife and held it to a guy's throat. I mean, if you can't do that nowadays in wrestling, it's political correctness. <laughs> what can mad, you do? Mate. Do you know what I mean? Fucking snowflakes. One mate. of the most awkward moments in television because the commentators were not expecting it and they just said, he's shaving his beard. I didn't hear what you said, Julian. You said leave means leave. <laughs> Uh, Mark Wincott says, uh, get Brian you? Lacey on the show. Correct, Brian, mate. We'll give you a shout. Brian, come on it tomorrow. Um, Derek Hill, uh, old friend of the podcast, Derek. Um, do you choose to avoid certain audience members stroke groups when doing crowd work on stage? I say uh, definitely. Although mm. I sort of, I'm quite bad for... If someone looks too painfully nervous, I won't speak to yeah, them. Totally. Painfully nervous or like they're desperate to be involved. Yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. two extremes you want to avoid. Here's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my problem is I will go on stage being like, don't fucking talk to them. And, and then, then 45 like a, seconds later. It's like a mosquito later, to the flame. I've just yeah. accidentally pointed at them and been like, yeah. what's your fucking don't think story, mosquitoes go head? to flames, though, do they? They no, go to lights. Moths. Moths. And mosquitoes just go to It's like to a dog to they, a light. It's no like mosquitoes to an arm? <laughs> Like a rabbit to a, a hedge. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So Derek, that is definitely something you try and do. But I'm similar. Sometimes, like just before I go on, some, like I've, I've watched every other act get caught, like bogged down with one div in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, right, I'm just going to avoid him. And I walk on and be like, <laughs> <laughs> straight into an hour about him. him. Yeah, 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 one of those moments where you're like, don't talk about that guy. And the first thing you do is reference something that is spit. Like, yeah, I was just at a gig and someone was a. Yeah, 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 it's just um, it's hard, isn't it? So, but yeah, I try. I do. If try someone looks painfully like awkward and oh, nervous, totally. You know. But you don't really do audience stuff. Like you're a straight. I do. I do, I do sometimes. We've tried yeah. on the tour shows. We've got you to do some. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. quite fun. Um, I always respect people that can literally just go up and do jokes because I'm always just like if it's a smaller audience you have to a bit I think you've got to chat what chat to or if people are coming in late and it's a really big audience yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you have to reference it I think Um, this is something I didn't know Duncan Wildberry which is a great name great name Duncan you should be an MMA fighter Fighter? He should be Duncan Very Wildberry. <laughs> that, that would be my MMA, Duncan. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Julian Duncan, Duncan Dean. Dean. Duncan Donuts Dean. Um, he says, what do you make of the issues surrounding Josh Willicom and James Acaster's new Dave program and the podcast Do the Right Thing? Matt Crosby seems to be getting caught a bear a bit of flack for it I didn't know I don't know any of this well this is the thing could you I, explain it to me so please? basically what I gathered from this I quickly did a search Thank on you. the internet um, is there's a new Dave show called ah oh, fuck hypothetical uh, and it's the concept tagline sounds quite a lot like the podcast do the right thing 
Oh, the Michael Legan. Michael Legan, Daniel Ward. Oh, Daniel Ward, um, isn't it? And a few others. But um, yeah, they, so basically, I think the concept is you get given a hypothetical situation and you have to like, sort of, what would you do? How do you do the right thing? And I think the hypothetical show is a TV panel show where that's sort of roughly the crux, but then they've got loads of different rounds. So yeah. it's obviously a, it's a, it's a bigger, different thing. But actually, the, in its core essence, it's, it's quite similar. Thing. So I think there's been a bit of a kickoff. But then at the same time, you don't. I, I don't think anyone involved in like Crosby and that would ever sort of tape something. It's probably it's that thing where it's probably the actual show will be the, the tagline makes it sound much more similar than the actual yeah, show. Yeah, it's is. also yeah, it's yeah. also one of those real problems with creative endeavors is that you have to be aware that if you put something out... You have out, to steal sometimes. You have to sometimes steal. Sometimes you just got to be a jam tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tea leaf. Um, but no, I think... That, and also, you never know, this could be a case that this was uh, an idea that was just nicked by yeah, that's the, and a that's, TV producer. That's, all, that's the other extreme is sometimes uh, comics are involved in a project that a, a, a set of producers go to and we've got this idea, do you want to do it? And you're like, yeah. And you do it and you don't realise they've just... They've got the idea somewhere. in the back of the Glee club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. an act. So it could be, I mean, but I don't think... I reckon, you know... I always like to believe that it wasn't stolen and hopefully that hypothetical will create an audience for do the right thing and do the right thing will escalate as well because do the right thing has been going forever yeah and it's great and it's like you know it's very well respected it's got a good good what does daniel ward and um michael leg michael leg think about it well i don't from what i gather i think daniel uh was quite critical initially and has then sort of this was before the show aired and i think has then said actually it's different the, the that that sort of nugget of concept is similar, but they've taken it in a different direction. So you never know. It's that thing. It's not. It's not out of the question. That concept of having that conversation. Yeah. You know. Christ. You know what I mean? <laughs> all over. Um, yeah, it could just be that they. It's something that you know. It's something you can also miss. They might, the producers might never have heard of do the right thing. You know. Yeah, so. that's. The- it's hard because it, it happens a lot. What's that? It's, what's the, is it Dave Green had his... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the he, maps. Yeah, his maps. So I did his um, yeah, YouTube did show. And then Jeff Lloyd, um, ex-DJ, now podcaster, um, he is working on a show that is very similar. And he got loads of shit for it. And he said, like, this is... I had no idea, you know, these producers have sort of come to me. No idea stealing was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. That's uh, why I'm starting a, pod- a new think... podcast called the Jeff Lloyd Podcast. <laughs> yeah. new idea That's I'm cool. I'm, I'm actually watching Joe Rogan Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's hard. It's like my, my always, I used to be, and my initial reaction was always, fuck these teeths, man. But now I think... I don't think Crosby is... I don't, exactly. I don't think any of those people involved. I'd hope to, that they, they were unaware of this. And it's it's yeah. sort of independent things of It's also that. sometimes... That's what I'd hope. But producers cynically, aren't... it could be a producer's just a fucking... I bet they're very different as well because uh, Michael Legg's hilarious, isn't he? In sort of and a different diff- way to yeah, they're very different to like so Widdicombe. They couldn't be too more extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would also be one white of those... blokes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> within the spectrum of yeah. honky. Yeah, in the but honky it... spectrum, one is cobalt and the other one is egg. Yeah, 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 <laughs> one yeah. has blue eyes, one has brown eyes. But um, but yeah, I think you know, I'd like my trying to not be cynical. I would hope they are just independent. Uh, Things. <laughs> I wonder, Good I wonder point, if anyone's Carl. really pitched something and that they should have known. Like someone just walked in and accidentally pitched Friends. Yeah, it's about right. Friends. They hang out at a castle. Emo yeah. Phillips uh, had analysed this stolen from him. Apparently, though, didn't really? he? The film. Really, he wrote it and he had the script and someone T fit in it. Well, really? some people. Uh, Bert Kreischer 
had his yeah. life stolen because he was Van Wilder. Van Wilder. That is correct, isn't it? And yeah. had it stolen. And he, Lovely Bert Kreiser. And there was a like a there was some sort of how do you do, and something happened, and he kind of calmed down about it. Yeah, I suppose if you change that, the that may of, be completely wrong. By if the you way. change all the names and everything, yeah. there's no way of proving it. it's your life story. It's, it's hard to copyright. Also, I want to like say jokes. this. Van Wilder is a dubious film in some of his content, yeah. but it was on an airplane, weirdly, about a month ago, yeah. and I watched the whole thing. What's it like? Does it age well? No, and I still okay. watch the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's often the way, isn't it? <laughs> like, you're just watching parts of it going, my... The indie, the Asian character, pardon me, he is Indian, but the Asian character is named Taj Mahal. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not the 90s anymore, is it? Fucking hell. Unfortunately. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking leave me, leave mate. Um, Sophie McDonald says he's attending his first ever stag do in two weeks, which oh. happens to be his stag. That's quite nice. Go on, mate. Any stag do tips, stroke stories. Make sure there's a treehouse there for mid-stag two getaways. on Chris Martin's stag do. There was Carl a treehouse. There was a treehouse. We- treehouses are always good. They are when you are on loads. <laughs> Of or a um, child. I was. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, I mean, it just <laughs> got, got carried away. <laughs> a phrase that I will borrow from Carl Donnelly is, "We just got a bit overexcited." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, for some reason, decided on the train to Bristol. I don't know where we came up with this, but we decided we would finish all of our beers. Oh my god! Before we got to Bristol, and we had so many beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That train ride is not long enough for the amount we drank. It was, but it was also just the. And I feel bad about this because his friends, we just took it up to a new level. Well, it was nice because I think there's that thing of when you get different groups. That's the thing about for Toby. Like, I mean, no. if it's a mixed group, sometimes on Saturdays you get like the old school friends and the work friends and the because yeah. different groups of friends meet and each they have other to come together. And, and you, I think you have to make a decision very early on. Like, are we going to just be cliquey and yeah, or are we just all going to just go all bananas? share the cocaine? <laughs> you just got I I go with the let's go bananas. Whoever's going craziest in a stag do environment, you have to go. I wouldn't behave like this anywhere else. Time to get a switchblade and yeah. go to a cockfight. Well, that's what always happens as well. Like on stag dudes, there's always a pacemaker in it. It's like proper, like like in a long distance running one. race. There's never always one on stag Kenyan who goes yeah. off a bit a bit too quick in lap one, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're all just trying to keep pace, and you know we're all going to be dead on lap three. Yeah, but you still just go for it, mate. But Toby, you, you got to just. Um, also, uh, you got to stay on it. That's what once. Yeah. I once. Uh, I told. I did a routine once about this. I once went on a, a two-day trip to Amsterdam with a friend. Work do like <laughs> it, it was like a work trip to Amsterdam, and he just invited. They, they had a few spare seats, so they invited us out, and it was a coach to Amsterdam. And on the coach there, we'd been drinking like since the day before, and we'd get there at like seven a.m. and we're all just in a state. <laughs> and this bloke Scott just stood up and just gave a speech like. Like a sort of like a rousing speech to get us all like ready for Amsterdam, and he's went up and down the aisle, and he's. I remember this one line he said. He went, "Look, if you're going to get involved, don't fall off." Yeah, and he goes, "Because if you're going to fall off, don't get involved." And that was it. And we, we were all like, "Yeah!" An hour later, he's crying yeah. on the curb. <laughs> About three hours later, I'd locked myself in a room because I was on mushrooms. <laughs> and they got a little bit out of hand. But anyway, that's the trick to Toby. You've got to just—you've almost—it's an acceptance. You've got to just let yourself go to mm-hmm. it. Don't do anything uh, morally corrupt, but just let yourself go and have fun. It's also one of those things where if you stop pace, if you wake up the next morning 
and you go, I'm not going to have any beers, that hangover is going to jump on you. You just oh, have yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. it's going to be three days of yeah. bad behavior. And also, don't be afraid to say no to something. If somebody's doing thing. something that's actually like wrong, yeah. don't, you don't have to get involved. You're, what, you're, you're allowed to get just, involved in getting shit-faced get involved, man. and getting on it for like three days, but you don't just have to. Just get right in the middle of it. Make <laughs> it illegal. It's yeah. one of those things that <laughs> Bring I, a shank. It's a particular <laughs> place. Bring a knife in your sock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really hate strip clubs. And the amount of times I've been dragged... We went over in the money, LA. We, Chris accidentally took us to one. I'd forgotten that fucking shit. I was drunk and I forgot that. Yeah, and because I don't... told us it wasn't a strip club. Yeah. And, and we, we get there and it's a strip, it's a strip club. club. He goes, no, it's not. It's sort of like a... It's almost like a sort of burlesque. It's called strip tease. <laughs> it's called Jumbo's Clown Room. And he... Because he, he, I said to him, I don't, have to, I don't have strip clubs, mate. And he was like, yeah, but it's not really a strip club, you know. It's sort of like Coyote Uncle. Or he started telling me all these different things it was. We walked well, in and there was about eight women on stage just, just getting their Babylons out. And it was just... I'm just... I find them really uncomfortable. Yeah, sorry, it's not... Where is this place out of interest? <laughs> Los Angeles. It's on the corner of I'll Hollywood and Western, I believe. But, um, yeah, basically... And it's just one of those things where just don't go... And also, if you have those friends that are like, oh, come on, and say to you, you're like, I don't like... It's boring. Yeah, you're allowed to set we can, boundaries. Do you want us to put on some porn, you fucking dirtbags? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. you know, basically, have fun, commit to it, yeah. let your hair down, but don't do anything you don't feel morally comfortable I'm also going to recommend paintballing is always a fun activity in the it day. Is. I mean, it's great fun, isn't it? It really is. You know. Just go paintballing on your own and then meet them after. <laughs> Shoot yourself in the face. Someone's just going paintballing by themselves. <laughs> oh, that'd be sad, isn't it? My mate one Paul, paintball. My mate Paul is uh, the best paintballer I've ever met. <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he military trained? No, but he's played enough military computer games in his <laughs> life right. that he might as well be. He's the sort of person like Paul who reads like Tom Clancy novels. <laughs> and um, we went paintballing on my mate Stag do, and we're all hanging out of our batty holes. And, um, and basically... There was one bit when we had to attack their hill. They were on top of a hill in a fort. It was, you know, I'm not a military man, but even I'm aware this is a very tough ask. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the high ground and they've got cover. And we just basically had tree cover, but you had to keep moving. And uh, but we, um, we're sort of trying to make our way up the hill and it's almost impossible. We're just taking loads of shots. We're just having to basically stay behind and try and, try and just really gradually Draw them move out, up. Yeah. And then sort of my mate Paul just disappeared, man. <laughs> And then about sort of five minutes, seven minutes later, I just hear, my mate Paul's just gone, he's gone about a mile round, right? And he's just flanked a knife in his teeth. (laughs) And he's just up there. Naked. (laughs) Black paint all over it. Paintbrush from home. (laughs) But that's it. And he just went, he just totally came up behind us. So while they were watching us trying to move up, he'd totally gone right around the back of us. Killed three of my mates. Yeah. He's in jail now. Yeah, he's in um, he's in Estonian prison. <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah, he was just he was just taking them out, and it totally flipped the game. They all had to suddenly turn around and try and and now you guys and we're just piling up the hill. It was fucking brilliant. I want to go, mate. Yeah, it it's really fun. fun. Um, anyway, who else? Um, Patrick J F Anderson says, "Who is the best sports person of all time?" I think Muhammad Ali for me. I would also say Muhammad Ali in terms of changing sort of the world of sport he's got to be up there it's he? also it's such an inspiring story the story of going into the rumble in the jungle yeah, the more you yeah, like yeah, learn yeah, about yeah. the strategy that was behind all of that it was mental he was willing to put his body and life on the line to win that it's the worst it's li- if you 
told someone that strategy going in, they would go, yeah. I'm going to call them and say you can't fight because you've lost yeah, your totally. mind. What you're going to do is get the you know, stand on the ropes and get the person who's the hardest puncher, puncher in the world ever. just to punch the shit out of you for four rounds. A few of us could do that already. <laughs> Not many of us in the world. I think we're all in agreement there, straight up. Yeah. He's the first name that comes to mind. Yeah, mind. I watched a Jesse Owen, do- Owen oh, yeah, yeah. documentary. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty uh, mm-hmm. brave, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, Hitler went and uh, didn't shake his hand and that. And I'm like... I mean, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the headlines. Hitler didn't shake his hand. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. don't know this guy yet, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so give it a couple. Hitler, I'm not sure about. Give it, it a couple of years, and that will be the second paragraph of the yeah, Hitler yeah, yeah. racial discussion. Who's your favorite American wrestler? CM Wait, Punk. It would not be CM. Current. Punk. It would probably of all time would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, he's a, a legend of it's the sport. Fantastic. What about um, Ric Flair? Nature Boy. I Ric don't Flair. love Ric. Ric Flair was a bit boring. He always wrestled the same match. Okay. It was amazing at what he was able to do, and. The power of what that guy using television yeah, yeah, able yeah. just would go to a TV so- studio every Friday at seven in the morning, still drunk with women he found in a bar. What about the Hearts? As a Canadian, you got a, see. I was a always of- an Owen Hart guy, not a Bret Hart guy. Really? Because I always thought Bret Hart was just a fucking jock dick. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Hart did seem like the sort of cool younger brother. Yeah, he's sort of also moves were way cool. Like he would right. do a moonsault and stuff yeah, he like was that. A bit more of a high flyer, as exactly he right. He was it. called the high flyer for a while, which is a real lame nickname. Uh, what about um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart? Great. Also, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. That guy did crack for over thirty years, which I don't think lucky is, is an accomplishment, yeah, yeah. but is an incredible run. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> like. <laughs> Certificate time. It's like when you find out that George Clinton still smokes crack. You're like, mate, it's been 40 years. You need to give it a rest. You can't give it a, when you get to that age, if you've been on crack for 40 years and you're knocking on 80, whatever, you might as well stick with it. I guess, but I'm a firm saying, believer in I'm you know. I'm going to start when I'm 80. <laughs> yeah, but I just think if it's, you know, why, why change a winning. Why rock the it's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, Frank had a question as well, didn't he? It's a bunch of stuff. And, and yeah. you're a cousin, Catalin Donnelly. She's not my cousin. Who's, um, who's your cousin? No, she could be, could be related. Same who's name. Catelyn Donnelly? Caitlin Donnelly said, any good vegan Easter egg recommendations? <clears throat> well, I mean, just get yourself down you Holland Barrett. Whole food for 27 quid for the little ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made my own last year. Did I, you? Yeah, Easter yeah, egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, I Were made, you in Australia for Easter? Yeah. Um, yeah, I made them uh, at not pre. at Easter. At pre. Um, I, yeah, I made little ones. They're really, actually really easy. I just bought a mould and I just did the rest. But um, I'll tell you, a good one is... Made green, with green real and black. egg. <laughs> yeah. well, I just painted an egg. <laughs> um, I, green and black still are good. Um, it's all fucking falling apart over that's here. That's fine, mate. Um, yeah, I'd say green and black is your go-to mm. high street vegan egg. But get down to... Whole Foods, Holland and Barrett, and you find they've got a few actually. There's sort of, there's my loads more nowadays. Did there? you guys They're have weird everywhere. things that were you thought were international traditions, but were just your family? Um, Rape day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Holy fuck! And here we are. <laughs> okay, we're here. Leave. Oh, yeah, Liam Neeson's just appeared in the garden yeah, yeah. of a kosh, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My With this particular set of skills, yeah, one grandma. of which isn't tapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma would just hide pennies instead of chocolate. That is... 
That sounds like the most Victorian <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Thing, which I thought, like... Do you it, have pennies in Canada? Of course. Not anymore. They got rid of them about five years ago. Yeah. But I was living over here. They're not so worth much, are they? No. It's like doing a it's like doing a podcast with Bernard Manning. <laughs> uh, what um, love like, Bernard like, Manning? I'd, no, we didn't really have. Uh, we had no family traditions. We didn't really spend much family time together. The more I hear about your child, the more it's just like a it's like a James Joyce novel written by R. L. Stein. <laughs> yeah, it's a you know it's a miracle. I'm sort you're of just going to the Tate with an afro. What you're to hide, you're to hide pennies. And my grandma would just hide pennies around, and you just find pennies, and you get to keep the pennies. Yeah. Great, great but game. it's like, I got 25 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't have any family traditions at all. Did you have any? I can't think, man. No. You told me some funny stories about your family when we were driving back from Liverpool. What was I saying? Just telling me about your dad. <laughs> Sounded like a real um, character. He was, yeah. What did he do? He just... I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Some of them probably aren't that. for it. We get you on Liam Neeson, we can't get you to things. shut the fuck up. You bring up your father and you're all <laughs> Billy Closemouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's his wrestling nickname. <laughs> um, let's do... Chris Kimber says, The Wu-Tang Clan had nine members. If they were looking for a tenth and you were in contention for the place, what would your gimmick be? Who were they? Method Man? Um, I'd be Method The RZA, the Jizza, the Ghostface yeah. Killer. Yeah. There was the Jizza. Yeah. The yeah. jizzer. Jizz means like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think it wasn't a reference to jizz. The jizzer. The wanker. <laughs> Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Red Man. Red That's man. a great name. Old Dirty mm. Bastard. Method Not Man. Method Man? Yeah. Was Method Man in there? He was, yeah. Yes. That's the only one. I'm missing name. three. I know. I, I can never name all of them. But it's like, there's always, yeah, there's always sort of, the, the other three definitely weren't... Uh, you know, ODB and sort of... ODB and Ghostface, Ghostface were the two. And, yeah, and RZA and that. They were the ones that you sort of tended to... Yeah. Well, RZA was his entire idea because they were the nine best MCs. And he's like, if we work together for five years, we'll all be famous. And yeah, he was 100% yeah. right. And then he took all of the money and fucked off. Um, um, what uh, would a gimmick? What would my gimmick be? I'd do all the driving. I can't rap. That'd be my one. <laughs> all the driving. I've got a clean driver's license. <laughs> I'm the designated driver. You would be like, you know what? That actually would be pretty. We That'd don't have to great. have the discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, just yeah. pop behind the wheel. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be doing. I have not written any of their famous songs. So I'm not going to be doing True. heavy lifting on stage. Yeah. I'm a member just- of all hotel loyalty schemes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, guys? I'm going to get some get really 10% good- of the yeah, I'm going to get a show. lot of discounts. Yeah. You are going to get a cup with some sachets of hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. I might even get some free upgrades and certain, oh. certain juries in. <laughs> that would be mine. I'd be the travel admin uh, guy. <laughs> Um, Grant Scott, favorite movie. Here's his Predator, which I like that as a favorite. great Cop. favorite movie. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop one, obviously. See, I prefer two. Yeah, two is very. I finally watched two, by the way. Very good. Yeah. I prefer Beverly Hills Cop one, but I can see what you're saying. I'm going to go favorite movie of all time. Wayne's World. Really love it. That is a good. That's an interesting choice. I, I mean, I'm a big fan. But um, I mean, I don't know. Mine. I always drift back towards Magnolia, but that's my. That's a good fact. fun fact about me. Never Ooh. seen Magnolia. Oh, Respects the cock. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 
Um, Memento was a good. I mean, Memento is a good film. Not my favourite. Beverly Hills Cop, mate. Yeah. Um, what else is? Beverly Hills Cop has some. Shawshank is fucking great. Isn't it? it is. But it's I'm, not. It's not I can't that bring good. my. No, it's not that good. It's that. It's very. It is. I think by mate. numbers. Yeah. Good. You know what I mean? It's one of the films. that It's like yes. It's perfect. It's like when someone no, says, "What's your favourite band?" The Beatles. Fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, no, it's not. Wind your neck. Obviously, in Oasis. No, <laughs> no but it is. Like, oh, yeah. Even Oasis. Like people that just pick a. Something that was you just like that is such a boring favorite yeah. thing to have in it. Favorite meal, bread dry. Yeah. It's like yeah, people who say their favorite meal was spaghetti bolognese. And you're like, you can fuck off, an old mate. Get out my ass. <laughs> yeah. I just think, um, yeah, I like something that's a little bit more off center. I agree on my personal terms. Um, Ray Sorrel, best vegan dish to make for a beginner. I would say a nice vegan spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> Um, no, I think um, I would say go for a lovely South Indian dal. Easy as shit, you know. Find a good recipe online. It's pretty simple. Lentils, water, turmeric. Get your spices 75 down. other ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. All timed perfectly. Mate, just eat Orange an avocado. Ruined. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Huh? Just eat an avocado. Eat an avocado. Yeah, just a half an avocado <laughs> with a teaspoon. You can survive on just avocado, apparently. Buy it. You'll die within a week. No, you'd be, you'd be fine. You'd be I fine. You'd it's got carbs, ever. proteins, and fats. It's got everything. You'd have to be a millionaire, but you'd... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably need more than one a day. Yeah. I mean, you could live on one a day, I reckon, for quite some time. I don't think time. you'd uh, feel good. Yeah, that would do something. No. You'd have some weird butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but you could easily live on what, uh, live an avocado. Um, yeah, I did a, like a thing where I just drank kale smoothies for four days, and it was a toilet nightmare. Yeah, yeah. What, just kale? Other things. Carl is a, not a fan of my smoothie recipes. Oh, didn't Just, you put a whole lemon in it? Yeah. <laughs> of and course. some bones. <laughs> not some lemon. bones, one bone. <laughs> um, just, just a I was also bone. making a broth at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's just one converse. Tasted like gravy. <laughs> Ray Sorrell says, um, what's your plans for Oz, Carl Donnelly? Uh, you're also going to Oz. He says, what dates are you doing other than Melbourne Comedy Festival? I've just put in a couple of dates in Adelaide uh, on March the 15th and 16th. So I'll be in Adelaide that weekend. Then I'm off to Sydney. 19th to the 23rd, I'm in Sydney. But then I'm doing Melbourne from the 28th, I think, right through the month. So, Ray, that is my dates. What's your dates? I'll be at the Canberra Comedy Festival from the 21st to the whenever Melbourne Comedy Festival starts. And then I'll be at Melbourne Comedy Festival every day at 7.30 at the Acme with solo shows at the Cloakroom in the Town Hall every Monday. Lovely. Come to those lads and ladies because they're hot. Needing people to be there. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm in, in Sydney. And right, then I'm doing yeah. the Sydney Comedy Festival with a solo show on a date I cannot remember. Yeah. And then the Melbourne Comedy Road Show. Cool. Um, These chocolates are strong as fuck. They're so strong. They're too strong. I'm just yeah. going to do all. It's like eating a bit of chalk. Yes, that's what it is. I feel like I'm going to come up in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Start hugging everyone. Also, can we just say this? Ray Searles, great henchman name. Ray Sorrel. Oh, yeah. even better. Isn't Sorrel a um, herb? Sorin bread is a... But I think sorrel is a herb. It's a real it? tough herb. Um, let me just have a look on the old Googles. Google. Did I mean sorrel with one S? Um, no. I think I did. I reckon I meant sorrel is a garden... Sorrel to hear that. You've got that wrong. It is a herb. <laughs> it's actually a perennial herb. Um, <laughs> Find a man in the house. <laughs> Fuck me, mate. <laughs> 
A final um, question for Frank James. What did you think of the Southampton Comedy Central extravaganza? Were you aware of all the unrest of hundreds not seeing shows? Yeah, I was. That was a were, you there, were you there? Well, this is the thing, right? I Frank? was there. I was there on the Friday when actually... Selling moody tickets yeah. outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ticket time. my flat cap on going, tickets. Um, no, I was there Friday. Friday was uh, really quiet. So there was room for everyone in every show. So when I was there, it felt like a really nice, cool, chilled festival. I then went back to London Friday night, and I wasn't there Saturday. From what I gather, Saturday went a little bit awry. Here's the thing. I was there on Saturday and Sunday, and I saw none of this chaos. Right. Maybe I was just in the, by you, the wrong... Yeah, you were just backstage. But I was walking around... You weren't as... working uh, on the front desk. Yeah, I wasn't also at the admin area. Yeah. <laughs> From what I gather, because I think it was... I think it did get blown out of proportion a little bit. I don't know if that's true, but I have a feeling it was. I know that there yeah. were some issues in terms of ticket selling. Well, yeah, I think what happened was they sort of... Um, initially, it wasn't selling particularly well, so they, they cut the ticket prices, yeah. and then actually... It oversold, I think, for the Saturday. So there, there was only a capacity for each tent. Yeah. And actually, some of the big shows in the main tent ended up being oversubscribed. So I think that's exactly was what like, happened. Yeah, there, was, there was a couple of hundred people who couldn't get in, which is just, it's that classic thing of, it's the first time they've done it, and it's horrible. Yeah. But I've done first festivals so it's many times. It's always a fucking and it's disaster. Always a, there's always at least one major fuck-up, because it's the first time they've done it. went all right, though, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same guy. Yeah. No. But this is the thing. I've been to some festivals that no, aren't to the level of fire, but like, it just is Someone's someone just needed oh, their dick sucked you, and it have all been yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I went to that festival in Croatia. Obonjan. <laughs> when run, they were running out of food. food. We went, went, went to Obonjan. I was supposed to go and they pulled it like two days before. And it was like, we went for the last weekend of the festival and there was like, the, the sort of, there was a mutiny of staff because they weren't getting paid properly. Yeah. So they started just giving us free for, for a drink. Really? Yeah. So we were just pissed for free. Pissed. But they'd sort of let, run out of all the decent foods and it was just scraps. Like you could and have steak but no sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> just raw steak but not cooked. It was fucking ridiculous. And it was, and it was that classic thing again. It wasn't. Yeah, it was the first year they'd done. Yeah, it. and they'd, they'd never o- been able to do it. Overshot again. themselves. No. And like, it's a classic thing that happens every festival I've ever done. If you do the first year, there's, it's always a bit fucked. So like, it's just. It's a sad thing, but because people obviously pay money and it gets a bit fucked. Absolutely, like, and it actually, was, it's, they should have I, compensated people. Maybe did they? Well, people need to be compensated yeah, if, if it's a total fuck up. I completely like, agree. They should be compensated. Also, it's a sad if they don't do that festival again because it was. It was great at times as well. So much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing of it's. It's a really cool thing to try and do a proper, just standalone comedy festival for and, a weekend and somewhere. The gigs were really fun and interesting, and there was a vibe in the town yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I also will say this about Russell Howard: he has it sorted out. On stage, I was backstage, watched the set, was walking back, because I knew like he's doing the wrap-up, and doing like, the thank yous, and I see him come out stage as he's coming out, literally timed perfectly, car comes through the oh, gate, quality. doesn't even interrupt his step into the car, boom, back to line. That is the best, like, perfect, that's how that's, you are. I'll tell you another person who's good at that, Simon Brodkin. Um, aka Lee, he like Lee waits Nelson. in his car outside but he just timed, like, he's one of these people who's off stage in the car driving home before the audience have even stood like, up like, oh. they've clapped he walks off backstage he's in the car I quite like that sort of I commitment that. I'm to straight on home. the bus straight after yeah. <laughs> you're always just at the bus stop straight in my Uber yeah, car to do, yeah. your, to do your route <laughs> I've got a few pickups on the way home <laughs> Get your Uber, Uber meter on, mate. Stick the meter on and I'm off, mate. <laughs> End up picking up one of the audience members two minutes later. Do you enjoy the show, mate? Um. No, it was shit. Get me home. 
Well, my only criticism of it is they didn't tell us that there was a full kitchen with free food until the last day. I didn't know that either. No, and like because I just saw some Jimmy Carr with a shepherd's pie, and I was like, "Where'd you get that?" And he was like, "It's like full restaurant right there for oh. all the comedians." And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But Ed, I, I mean, it's that thing uh, for Frank. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm really and Frank. If you did lose out, I'm so I sorry. Hope, yeah, I hope you got compensated. Okay, yeah, um, and I think everyone that was fucked around should. But I, I think it was just for, it was teething problems more than it wasn't a cynical fuck up. I think it was just yeah. They sort of tried to shoot for the moon and end up being a bit harder than they thought. And, and hopefully, if they do it again next year, they'll iron it all out and it'll be, for the moon it'll be a very again. successful, good festival for all involved. Also, I'm going to be totally honest, but just, I want them to do it again because it was nice cheese for uh, this house. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy made some wedge. Yeah, Frank, if you lost out on money, I want you to know that directly went to me. Yeah, went to your new life. You could refund, so send your bank details. Yeah, that, that money Frank directly paid for an air mattress that earlier discussed comedian Jimmy McGee slept on for quite some time. Um, one thing before we wrap up, there is actually is there something on that video over there, Julian? Is that a message? Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I get an Uber over there. Um, what's it saying? How's your trainer's John? How's your trainer's John? Oh, this is about oh, your there's Ronan. How are you, brother? Good. Twitter interaction. They're still in the garden. I haven't smelled them, but I think... I mean, I imagine they're... I think they're going in the bin. Yeah, I reckon they should probably go in the bin. For everyone who doesn't understand... They smell like a dead man's dick. John had a pair of trainers that he... When he unpacked his bag when he got here, just funked out the whole Well, no, because they were on my body for... (sighs) Oh, right. Like, almost 24 hours. Did you have a sock on? Of course. How did you make it smell like that, even with a a sock? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a man of many impressive. mysteries. Um, but anyway, they are now that these smelly trainers are now living in the garden. Yeah, they're in the Literally garden. Literally living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, there's things growing in them. For, <laughs> yeah. If you have a, roots. I, let a me tree. tell you this. There is a few, there are a couple of dead rats in Harleston because they took one with that oh, and thought. Um, one, of, one of a quick thing. I saw a funny thing on our group, um, which is, I think. It's a because it's a sponsored post about our Leicester Comedy Festival show, which is 13th on of February. February the thirteenth. Black Horse Alestone Leicester Comedy Festival Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, get your tickets. And, get your uh, tickets. Get your tickets. There'll be a few touts yeah, outside. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah but, so there was a post, and obviously that means that it's being seen not just by people who follow us, but it's probably being seen because of a sponsored post by loads of other people. Who is scratching? That was again? me. Bloody hell, mate. Um, and then somebody's obviously just seen the word vegan in it because it's two vegan idiots uh, called Alan Richard Wales and he said oh, if you live that long obviously making a reference to vegans being unhealthy it's a silly joke I've never is under- that what he meant? I don't know what he meant I've never understood why people would think vegans wouldn't well. live assuming, that long I'm assuming it was that I'm assuming it was a joke I didn't, but it didn't bother me I didn't bother no, no, it doesn't bother me, but but somebody a- took it back to one yes of somebody's got it looks most- like an MMA fighter as well the guy that um, to- replied oh uh, yeah this is, and he's got an amazing name the person who replied I don't know if it's I'm assuming it can't be his real name but his name's Rube Buble <laughs> And he's just come in with, is that a threat or a half-assed attempt at being funny? One message. Second message. Either way, you sound like a twat. (laughs) Yes, Rube. I gotta say this, Rube. Rube, not only did you structure that in my preferred... At least the adverts are working. Internet. (laughs) Can't wait for both of them to show up at your little comedy show. Is this Rube? Rube Buble. He's from Kettering. 
Uh, if you want a free ticket to the show, Rube, get in touch. Also, you, get, you can have a free this. ticket for, for just defending us. <laughs> yeah. And also, we might need security. So I was going to say, say this, Rube, you look hench. Yeah, he looks Nintendo like a real um, shirt. He's a good guy, mate. Good egg, mate. Yeah. So um, he's a nice non... He's a nice vegan egg. Vegan egg. It's one of my vegan Easter eggs. Yeah, he's a nice soy scramble. Um, anyway, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, what you got up coming up next week? So you got Soho Theatre this weekend. Then February eighth and ninth. Then I'm in LA, and then I will be in Australia for Melbourne Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy yeah. Festival, Canberra Comedy Festival, and the Melbourne Comedy Roadshow. Doing the Edinburgh Fringe, and I have an album coming out on February the twenty third. Pre order now. Where's it going to be available? It'll be available on all platforms. Cool. Pre order on it called? iTunes. It's Shania called Twain. Come Baby. It's called. Come baby, come baby, come oh, baby, yucky. come baby. <laughs> spelled spelled the normal way. Oh right, it's not spelled. Come. No, it's. <laughs> it was it was literally a dare baby. that's gone too far. Someone said, "I bet you won't call your album Come Baby," and they did yeah. not know what rascal they were tickling. Exactly. <laughs> what have you got this next week, Julian? Bracknell Comedy Cellar Friday, mate. Friday the eighth. Lovely gig. Yeah. Saturday up the creek and Lovely. Belvedere. Cool. Where's I'm, the Belvedere? It's only about three miles from. Up the creek. Oh, lovely. Thanks for giving us the radius. Drive my Uber there. (laughs) Um, I am at the Glasgow stand, 7th, 8th, 9th. That's this weekend. And that is that. And then next week we've got Leicester. So um, cheers for listening. Any any other news? If you like wrestling, check out my wrestling podcast, The Wrestler Review, and follow me on all the social media. It's all the John Hastings. There we go. Do not follow John Hastings. He's a cricketer who does not care for my gentle (laughs) bets on Twitter. Uh, Right. Thanks for tuning in. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.